listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John and Pimba and James Grinday. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Pemba here with James Grande. It's the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast. Recording here on Wednesday for Thursday's three-game main slate. James, quite the, quite the difference in slate size after the 13-game monster that you had for the playbook there on Wednesday. Just a little three-gamer here. We got Phoenix and Dallas is on a back-to-back. We got the Pelicans and the Knicks. We got the Pacers and the Warriors and the Pacers are on a back-to-back uh, for this slate. And you said, uh, as of it stands right now, we have one game total? Yeah, 213 Suns giving one and a half to Dallas at home. What a barn burner that one is. Uh, no DeAndre Ayton already ruled out. Yeah, that's the only only spread total I see of the three games. Of course, we don't know what Indiana status. We don't know anyone in Golden State who's playing, who's not. So yeah, we got a lot of news to, to come before we have any official word anything really. All right, let's just get into it. Like I said, small slate, so this will be a quick one here today. Uh, Steph Curry, 10-5. Luka Doncic, 10-4. Your top two point guard plays on the slate. Uh, They're also the top two price plays on the slate. Uh, James, I once again ask you, where are we on Curry and Luka here? So Curry's looked better the last couple games, Sean. It's just they've been blowouts, right? Like, they were handily winning the Detroit game. They just 16-point win. You don't, oh, was it a blowout? Yeah, no, it was a blowout the entire game until the end. Um, only needed 29 minutes out of Curry, 28 minutes in Chicago. But, you know, both those games, he shot at least 40% from three. He shot at least 46% from the field. Slowly but surely, Curry coming around. Indiana's a bad defensive team. I don't hate Curry here. I also don't hate Luka. As a tournament play, we know Luka has tremendous upside. Phoenix is a tough matchup, but Luka has triple-double upside in, in any spot. So considering they're only the only two spend-ups, considering, yeah, I, I think if one of them goes for 60 and we don't have them, we're in a tough spot. I, I think they're both firmly in play here on this slate. So those are the top price guys. We got some mid-tier plays. I'm very curious on Malcolm Brogdon. We don't know yet if he's going to play tonight against the Lakers. Again, recording here on Wednesday. They do have that back-to-back, so they could hold him out against the Lakers and play him against the Warriors. If he doesn't play... I've talked a lot about it. I'm all in on Karis LeVert here. I think LeVert is super strong play. His usage rate when Brogdon is off the floor is tremendous. Miles Turner is not available now. And not that Turner was like the end all be all offensive player, but you know, like it changes a little bit how that rotation plays. And just look at the numbers that he's putting up right now. Outside of that one blip against Boston, tough defensive game. They lost by 20, 45, 41, 46, 49, 15, 59 fantasy points. This is the Karis LeVert we saw in... Right yep. when he was the show. So yep. if if Brogdon is out again, I am I'm in all in at seventy nine hundred dollars here, the cheapest that he has been since December twenty third. So I know they do this because it's a smaller slate. They have to make some guys affordable. You can't build the lineup, right. but right. you know I, I I like this. I like this a lot. Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson defense tough, but Lavert I think is just going to be a, a usage monster here if Brogdon's out. Yeah, and the good thing about Levert, John, and it's something that you like you've been touting him for a while now. It's like even if he's not necessarily scoring the basketball great, he provides us a lot of peripheral stats. I mean, nine rebounds last game, nine assists the game prior. Like he gets he averages a steal per game. Like we get a lot of peripheral stats to go along with everything else that Karras can do offensively. Uh, yeah, I think he's a smash play if there's no Malcolm Brogdon. This Achilles injury for Brogdon is clearly bothering him because uh, there's like has been really like no indication that he's even close to returning. Like he's just questionable, doesn't play. Questionable, doesn't play. We'll obviously see, as you mentioned, if he does, 
suit up tonight, but definitely love Levert if Brogdon does not play. Yep, I'm in agreement with you there. Chris Paul against Dallas. We've talked a lot about Dallas defensively and how strong they've been. So you got to kind of look at that game. And you mentioned the total. What was it, 215? Is that- The total is 213. 213, yeah. Not, probably not the greatest, I imagine, of the three games. Probably the lowest. Yeah, as we are recording, Dallas, or New Orleans, New York just dropped, John. Lower than Phoenix Dallas. I was say, did it make me a liar? <laughs> two eleven. Crazy. Two eleven. I mean, not quite look. the two thirty eights, two thirty fives of the Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. It, and you know what? Indiana Golden State's going to be two in the two twenties. So like, yeah. If you want to be contrarian, you could play Chris Paul, and you could play these other games. Like, I think most of the roster ship is going to go towards the Indiana. God love Thibodeau. Uh, Kemba Walker comes back after basically missing a month, thirty minutes, twenty nine fantasy points, nineteen four and two, right back in it matchup against new orleans Devonte graham is questionable for this so could see some value maybe new finds his way uh into the starting lineup here in, in place of him but thoughts on kemba his return and, and where he stands for you on the slate so the the funny thing is kemba was dictating his own those were the reports that he was the one holding himself out because the knee and Thibodeau obviously welcomed him back with open arms. I think he is firmly in play. If he's good to go, if he thinks his knee is good to go, then he's good to go. Obviously, the concern is that like if he feels anything in his knee, he's just going to check himself out of the game. We may never see him play basketball. Like I like Kemba quite a bit here, 61 for tournaments, especially like you mentioned, 30 minutes in the first game back. But obviously, the concern is like he's monitoring his own minutes. I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to, or not minutes, but like his health. I don't know how to feel about that. He's not letting a doctor monitor it. He's monitoring. Sure. I guess that's true. If he feels something, he'll just pull himself out. So that's the mid-tier. You got him and Alec Burks there, 62, 6100. Uh, and then we talked about, like, again, smaller slates, so not a ton of value. But if Devontae Graham doesn't play, he's NAW is 3,600. If Devontae Graham does play, he has a matchup against Kemba Walker at 51. I think both of those are in play, but NAW would be the chalk on a small slate at 3,600. Yeah, he would definitely be the chalk. I don't know if you can play him. I actually suspect he would get, like, some ownership regardless, just because, like, he's he plays 20 minutes. We know he can score. But, yeah, I, I largely agree. He'll be definitely chalky if Devontae Graham does not play. Also, I wonder, though, John, I'm looking for him. I don't know if they would start him. I wonder if they would start Jose Alvarado who has become their, like, de facto backup sure. point guard. He's that's 3K. A great, actually, that's a great call, yeah. I mean, with Kyra Lewis, who hopefully gets healthy soon, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's been on the COVID list all this time, has not played since December 8th. So, again, hopefully he is healthy. Alvarado could start, even if he doesn't, though. I actually think that he probably could, right? Like, he's min-priced 3K. He's playing pretty consistently 15 minutes a night. So right. that's actually a great get. He, he could certainly potentially find his way um, into that starting lineup as like a floor manager. So I'm with it. I'll buy it for 3K, three-game slate. I mean, What if, now here's the pivot to that, or what if, if NAW starts, right? Let's say Graham is ruled out, NAW starts. Would you still have interest in Alvarado? Could we see a path to like 20, I mean, he's al- 22 He's minutes? already playing 15 right. minutes, right? So... It'd be a question of, do we think that he ends up playing over, does he play more minutes with, instead of giving NAW 30, right? Like, right. that's the question, I guess. Right. I think, so, I mean, I think I'm, there's... A- I would rather play whoever starts, and it, right. but I could see Alvarado having a path to, to maybe seeing 20 minutes in that game. Okay. 
Because okay. Graham plays a bunch of minutes, right? Generally? Yeah, Graham's been playing 30. I mean, he's back to being like 30 minutes a night. Over his last four, he's played 31 a night. Sure. So, I mean, there's a lot of minutes. That would be a lot of minutes to go around. I would definitely have some interest in either whoever starts. And shout out Sadoransky. He's, you know, just, he's a fart in the wind as well. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go on over to the shooting guard position. Devin Booker's 83 against Dallas. Brandon Ingram, 8K against the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Intent, maybe. And then you got Evan Fournier. You called it the big price gap, obviously, off those guys. Fournier is 5,500, but you and I talked about it. You were like, hey, you know what? Fournier, I don't think anyone's going to play him. You're going to be in on everybody else against Minnesota. He goes out, hits five threes, 27 actual, <laughs> 45 fantasy points. So, uh, what do we know about the Pelicans? They do not defend the perimeter. They're a terrible de- 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 perimeter defending team. Fournier is 55, and Clay Thompson's still 5,300 as a Oof. shooting guard only. Oof. Yeah. That one's going to be tough, dude. Yeah, that's going to be tough. I, I agree with Booker coming off an absolute just spectacle of a game. 48 actual. Ingram in the garden, 100%. Stars in the garden. The narrative lives on. I like have like moderate interest in Jalen Brunson, John, not going to lie. He's still been really good with Porzingis healthy. He's just been good, like, in general. I don't think anyone's going to play him at 65. And on these small slates, you don't need to be crazy to get leverage. Like, my leverage the other night was Evan Fournier, who starts and generally plays 30 minutes and who has offensive upside. No one's going to play Jalen Brunson at 6,500 against Phoenix, right? With Everyone's like, oh, Porzingis is bad. He played 38 minutes the other night with Porzingis, with Luka. Still almost doubled. I think Brunson's interesting leverage playing off the ball. I don't know about Fournier. I think like it's definitely in play, definitely a tournament play. How popular do you think Fournier is after last game? It's a small slate. So <laughs> very popular. Yeah, people are at 55, everyone's gonna play him. And he has dual position eligibility. So you can slot him in at shooting guard or small forward. Yeah. Yeah, I think and, like, I, but, and because like who else are you play? I guess Duarte Clay. at 43. We well, playing well, you're playing Clay. Yeah. For like you're definitely playing Clay. I think Clay is a very good play. 50, at 53, probably would have seen like 24 minutes, 25 if that game stayed. But you're Duarte. I think you're spot on right there. It's him. But we'll see. Because I also think Duarte is affected by the Brogdon news. Like if we get Brogdon back, can we still trust Duarte to play 34 minutes? I guess that remains to be seen. Sure. I mean, they were starting Duarte, Levert, and Brogdon together earlier this Fair. year. They could, could they play a small... Drew Holiday or not uh, Justin Holiday Justin. At power. so we'll have to I guess see how that rotation pans out for everything there but he would be the value right I don't, I don't really see I mean again NEW can slot in at, at shooting guard if he's uh if he's a guy that ends, ends up starting there but nobody else really here is jumping off barring any other injuries so um, I guess if Sadoransky started but I mean again we're, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that yeah yeah if Sadoransky started he's hasn't he actually has not played in two weeks so he would have to start, I think, right? Like he has not played in two weeks. He would have to start. All right, then let's just jump on over to small forward. We talked about Ingram already. RJ Barrett got off to a very slow start the other day. Somebody in this podcast was sweating out. Some point <laughs> for him. Now he's got the Pelicans here. The return of Kemba, we were worried how it was going to impact the scoring early on. It kind of did late. It did not. He ends up going six for 16 from the floor. $7,200. You got him. You got Wiggins. We've talked a lot about Wiggins. When Clay and Steph are healthy, his points tend to go down. Do you take anything out of the matchup against Detroit where he had 19, though? He was really good. The thing about Wiggins, too, these last couple of games is kind of like what we've been saying. They've been involved in a ton of blowouts. So, like, it's hard to gauge right now, like, what everyone's going to do when everyone's healthy, right? It's very hard to gauge because 
Wiggins not playing more than 30 minutes. Curry not playing more than 30 minutes. Clay is limited. So I think we can play Wiggins on a short slate. Another guy who I don't think a lot of people play, truthfully, because I think with Clay back and Curry back, we do worry, but Wiggins is still putting up numbers. So as long as he's still producing, I think he flies under the radar. I think a lot of people play Barrett. And I think a lot of people play the, the small part on the other side of this game in, in Josh Hart. Yeah, I think that, I mean, we, we, we're we big Josh yeah. Hart fans here. And deservingly so. He just, he's a guy that is continually mispriced, in my opinion, right? 6300 Again, I, I know that 6300 is getting that bump down because it's a smaller slate, but he's never priced really above like the mid-6Ks. Occasionally the 7K, but he gives you almost double-doubles. He gives you some assists. He gives you some, stash, some steals. He hits a three. He plays 35 minutes. Like, there's a ton <laughs> to love about Josh Hart here. So probably going to be a core for a lot of lineups. Yeah. I mean, he, I watched his interview on the JJ on JJ Reddick's podcast about like what his turnaround was. And he was just complimenting Willie green and like the freestyle that they play with in, in new Orleans. And this is kind of the player he can be when he has the freestyle. So as long as Willie green's the head coach, I think Josh Hart's going to remain hit career year scoring, career year rebounding, and he's passing the ball and playing defense well as well. So he's really doing everything for us. And I do agree. I think he's as close to a core play on this lead as it gets. Yep, I agree with you there. Uh, any value small forward sticking out to you? Cam Johnson only played 20 minutes in his return. I got to think that had something to do with missing two weeks, almost two weeks. I also have something to do with like just Butler, Booker was just going crazy, like don't get in my way. Like, don't need you to get in my way. So I think Cam Johnson could be in play. If they start Torrey Craig again, I think he could be in play. They've been giving him a couple starts here and there. But I don't think we need to, like, really venture past those two. And those two, even those two are, like, kind of pushing it a little bit. Okay, well, let's go on over to the power forward position. So bonus is 10K. Randall's 9-1. Porzingis on a back-to-back, something to watch maybe at 76. Definitely could play Sabonis if there's no Brogdon. Um, tough matchup against Golden State, but it will be the best total on the board, one we don't have yet. Randall, he was really good. The shots were a little down with Kemba returning, which I didn't surprise me one bit, but, I mean, it's safe to say the offense ran through him. Nine assists, 21 points. The four blocks, two steals, definitely an aberration, but I think he's in play against the Pelicans. Revenge narrative here, by the way. He didn't look good against them the first time, but it is a revenge narrative. And then Zinger back-to-back, I guess, is if he played. He's in play. He went for 48. Uh, He averages 48. I know one game, I believe Luka didn't play. Memory serves. He didn't play either. Does that... That probably skews the numbers a little bit. I mean... No Luca for either game, and Porzingis averages 48 against Phoenix. Maybe 7,600 is a good price. So, Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad, that's for sure. Anybody in this mid-tier, any favorites for you sticking out? So they announced today that Kaminga is going to remain in the starting lineup. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw that. I mean, Kaminga, I think he's firmly in play. Herb Jones, don't really get the price reduction. I think he should still probably be around 5K, but I'll gladly take 4,400 for Herb Jones. That's fine. He's probably going to guard Randall. I, I know he can get in foul trouble, but he's being praised as like one of the best defenders in the league. Literally, he's a rookie, and they're saying that about him. I think Herb, I think the rookies here, Herb and Kaminga, are really solid plays. Rip to Jalen Smith. They literally played uh, Bismack over him as the backup five. I guess the question is, like, they're going to probably keep doing that, right? There's just no point in playing Jalen Smith. That's sad. So. 
Yeah, I think yeah they played they played Biombo. It's just absolutely wild. All right, let's go on over to the center spot. Oh, Valanciunas is 7,700 against the Knicks. A lot of guys are out if you look at the center spot here. So we talked about Sabonis. Got on draft games, you can play him there. Valanciunas at 77 and dumps down to Mitch Rob at 52, and then Looney at 45 and like <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. There's like that's four it. options. That's it. You got three, maybe three, right? <laughs> right. Like maybe, maybe just Valanciunas, Robinson, and Looney <laughs> if you're going to play Sabonis at power forward. So um, maybe because I mean, of this slate, Sabonis is chalky because you got to play somewhere at center. Yeah, you, you could probably just play Sabonis at center. I mean, I guess it ultimately comes down to like, let's look, let's see what Batatse plays on Tuesday or Wednesday it is, right? Let's see how many minutes Goga plays because Goga played 25 against the Clippers. We'll see how the Pacers handle his minutes against potentially starting LeBron at center. So he could be an option. We know McGee has generally been chalk. He's played 23 minutes. He stayed out of foul trouble, which is a miracle. Right. But Biembo still played 24 minutes and went nuts. So I think you could probably play either of those Suns guys. And then the pivot is uh, Goga, but it obviously doesn't feel great. And probably Maxi, probably Maxi Kleba too, John. He's he was uh, he ended up starting tonight for Dallas. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think that could be a play. And that that's a get. Is there anything else here that you want to talk about, James? Three games? I don't think so. Again, three games late. We need leverage, but you don't need to be out of control with your leverage. You don't need to play Alfred Payton to be different. Right. You need to play maybe guys in spots you wouldn't play but are still starting still playing a bunch of that's where you gain your leverage on the field not by playing the alfred paytons on three game slates so yeah uh, just take that into consideration when building your lines that's a good word to listen there so that wraps it up everybody you know where to get us on twitter and in the discord and for james and i we'll catch you guys later